Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman this week. Roller Auctions having five auctions with over 3,000 items including electric bikes, hardwood flooring, contracting tools, police evidence, and much more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Well, don't you look handsome this morning? Well, I don't know how to take that. Well, uh, you have, a, I mean, you are dressed very, very nicely. I thought you might have a meeting, but no. as, you, as you said to me when I said that to you, oh, this old thing. I didn't say that. I said... Well, I wouldn't wear it for a meeting, but I would for a radio show. That would look really good for a meeting. Okay. Very well. This is my dad's old coat, and I lost my dad about three years ago. Yeah. And um, and this is his Pabst Blue Ribbon coat. So there are various things that I would never care about right. at all ever in my life. Right. Like would never even have noticed, looked twice at a at a easy throwover coat like this. Right takes on new meaning when you lose your when you lose a parent it's yep. funny the things that you that you go to I, it, for me it's just an article of clothing here or right. there just to, to remind me and to, you know make me feel a little closer well, that's good so that, yeah, that's it yeah that's where i'm at very, how, was your, how was your weekend it was good good it was good. a very good weekend you uh, had an event on us uh, on saturday that you had worked very hard yes for. yes i i, I Stay aware of these things. Right. Some events come together very nicely and very easily. Others are a little bit more challenging of a challenge. But when you're working with someone great, and I'll put out her name, like Annette Alvarez, who is amazing to work with, things just came together. Isn't that great? We had a huge night, certainly in the paddle race, and, and honestly, in the uh, live auction as well. It was an absolute pleasure working with her. Uh, let's continue this conversation, though, not about me, but about clothes. Uh, we have Alex here repping the Broncos. He's He is repping, and he's looking good in his Von, Von Miller. Von Miller, yep. who plays for the Bills. But So who are you really repping here, the Broncos or Von Miller? Well, both. Well, both. Yeah, you Broncos, can't rep both. Okay. Broncos now, see, it, it, there it is. You can't do it. You, can't do both Yes, ways. he can. He can. He can. He's, he's, repping, the, he's repping the Broncos. Right. Okay. okay, my guess is... Alex wants Von Miller to have a good game, but the Broncos to win. Win most important. Right. Yes. Win okay. being the most important thing. Okay. So there we go. Game day, baby. Let's go. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Okay, let's cut right to the chase. If the uh, Broncos win... They're four and five. Are they back in the playoff conversation? Mm, I'm not going to go quite that far, but the possibilities on their horizon are a lot more exciting than if they lose this game and are three and six. I'll say this and understand I am focusing very narrowly on what I'm about to say. Okay. I mean, there is just a sliver of narrowness to what I'm about to say. If you look at the last game for the Broncos, 
the Avalanche, and the Nuggets, the Broncos are the best of the three. <laughs> well, okay. That that's uh, I mean the Nuggets are the best of the three, but, but you if know. you look at one game, well, yeah. the bench was awful yesterday. God, it was Jokic brutal. was incredible. Oh. Bednar eviscerated his team, fuming, and, fuming on Saturday night. And the Broncos beat the defending champs. There you go. I digress. But with that, four and five. If you watched yesterday's games, the Bills are not even close to the most difficult came on their schedule moving forward with what the Browns did and that defense. Say whatever you want. Here, I'll put it to you this way. People aren't going to be happy with me saying this. The 2015 Broncos defense was amazing. Browns defense is better. You, I'd have to really kind of dig well, in. If you're kind I got to dig into that one a little bit. If you're kind of giving up, two, if you're kind of giving up 247 yards a game, yeah. you're better. Okay. 247 yards a game. Okay. 274 yards well, here, a game. Here is what I would tell you. All I Here's my pushback. Yeah. How did the Broncos get to the Super Bowl in 2015? And that's how the Browns might get there. Mm. Their defense is so stinking good, but we're not done yet. Okay. How about those Houston Texans? That was a hell of a win. How about the way the Vikings are playing with five straight wins and without Kirk Cousins? Two in a row with Josh Dobbs. That's who the Broncos have moving forward. You know forward. what? You stop it right now. Yeah. Stop it. No, I'm not saying no, that. No, you are. No, right now, I'm not saying you not, stop it. I'm not going to say they're not going to win all because those games. Because here's the deal. Yeah. Here's the deal. You and I yeah. and talking heads and fans yeah. have the luxury of looking forward and saying, what if? All we got to be concerned about tonight yep. is getting past the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Here's the deal. You get in the here and the now, and you're big on what's it look like right now, right this moment. You are fired up. No, I'm just saying this. Yeah. You win this game. Yeah. Look, it only gets you to four and five. Let's be candid about this. You still lost two games early in the season yeah. that you should have won. Having said that, no right-thinking person, yeah. I, I don't think, would say that if you win this game tonight, it doesn't change the potential complexion of the season. Does it mean that you're going to go ahead and beat Minnesota and then turn right. around and take care of Cleveland and then make it 6-6 six and six because you go on the road and you beat Houston? No. Right. It doesn't mean that at all. But it changes the feel and the possibilities that are out there for this football team. That's all it does. I'll tell you this. In the moment. And you're going to be surprised that I'm saying this. Do I think the Broncos are back in the playoff conversation if they win this game at four and five? I don't want to hear about playoffs if you're under no. 500. No. With that, if they win this game on the road, I'm not in, but I got a foot in. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I would I have, say so. Yeah, And the Bills are struggling big time. This is the type of game where you say, we need a Super Bowl winning head coach mm -hmm. and we need a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And you're right. I mean, this is the type of game. Look, you are where you are. You're yeah. three and five, but you have an opportunity right now to really, I said this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. If the Chiefs were the pivot point, then this is a step down the road. This is this this is a step towards what you want to, who Correct. you want to be, yep. and what you can accomplish. Look, 
There are no guarantees moving forward. This is, by the way, the National Football League. But all you can do is take care of what is on your plate tonight. They have an opportunity against a football team that is struggling, that is desperate, but is also capable. Oh, yeah. How, how'd this team do against the against the Miami Dolphins? Uh, I think that turned yeah. out okay, right? You know, you know the, and I've used this phrase many times, my father's phrase. I don't like how harsh it is, which coming from me. Wait a minute. I, I, exactly. <laughs> his, his phrase is stats are for losers. I don't know. I don't even 100%, forget about 100% agreeing with my father on this. I don't even 50% agree. Right. But I'll give you an area where um, uh, where stats make zero sense. Right now, over the last three games, Broncos have one of the best defenses in the league. Top 10. They have one of the, they have in the last three games. Yes. I, yeah. Yeah. Statistically, you could make that argument. And yes. right now, statistically, they're the worst team in the league defensively. They're giving up over 406 yards a game now. But that's because you have an outlier in That's Miami. right. And that's why stats don't always tell the right. story. And the Broncos are also giving up 28 points a game. But right now, they're playing really well. Let's move to something else. And this is maybe where coaching comes into play, where Sean Payton is trying to rally the troops. Bill's logo was painted yeah, was on there. the field. Okay. And they were blaring Monday night football theme song throughout right. the, throughout the facility. It was all going on. And cute. Sean, cute. Sean Payton is not only a football coach, but he is a fashionista because the players were outfitted in matching gray sweatsuits with Broncos twenty three on the back of the hoodie of the plane ride. So now they are all in lockstep they look the same they they have hopefully the same mindset how much do you think something like that influences the mentality of a team i don't know how much it influences but it can't hurt it it's it it on the surface looks a little cutesy yeah and stuff and i and i get rolling an eye about it but you know something you never know when something is it it's not going to hurt it it does it it doesn't deter from anything, and I understand where he's coming from. It's a, you know what? Anything that gets us thinking about where we're going, where how we're going, who we're playing, those types of things. I, I maybe it maybe it resonates on some level. Maybe we'll 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 see. Look, I will say this, and I am going to, I am going to put my Eric. Goodman okay. glasses on. Oh, jeez. Because it's... You mean you can't see distance or no. things close? Well, I actually can't, but which is an issue. But be that as it may, this would probably more sound like it's coming from Eric than it does from me if you listen to this show often. But every now and then, every now and then, I'll bark. And here's my deal with the Broncos. The Broncos have won three out of five games. They've won two in a row. They are playing good defense. Statistically, just about any metric you use over the last three, four games is pretty good for the Broncos. They have improved offensively in the run game with three of their best performances in ascending weeks. All of that is true. But how much have they passed the eye test in that time? Is it, is it 
fair to question, yes, they've looked good in some areas playing winning football. They've even played some complimentary football. They've forced turnovers. They've done some good things. But do you absolutely buy in from the eye test with this football team yet? And my answer is not quite. It's not quite there yet. Because we're waiting for tonight's game to see if they can do it against a great quarterback. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, Josh Allen, you can make the case, has become turnover prone. He has. Uh, Relatively speaking, anyway. But you would still consider him one of the best quarterbacks in the league. No question. I mean, his QBR, and that is a stat that I think is important, Mm -hmm. is near the top of the league. Absolutely. But they're certainly having some problems. Sean McDermott is a head coach who is a guy who is very, very uptight, I have been told. He's tightly wound. And guys in that locker room have said, we unfortunately have taken on the personality of our coach, and we are tightly wound. They just had a players-only meeting on offense. Who called it? Josh Allen, no. Stephon Diggs, no. Gabe Davis, no. Latavius Murray, who has been there for eight games, that speaks volumes to me. That a guy who just got there and is barely used, even though he's a veteran, is calling a team meeting. Well, even having a team meeting, right? Well, there's nothing wrong with having a team meeting when Eh, your team is struggling. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. But your leader should be calling it. Right. One of your captains should be calling it. Specifically, a quarterback who is considered your leader is not calling it? That doesn't, something doesn't feel right about that. that. That screams dysfunction to me. When a backup running back, it'd be the same thing as through the what the opening five six games of the season, Samaj P Ryan says, "Guys, we need to talk this out." Everybody in. It would make no sense for Samaj to do it, even though it is my understanding when he's at Cincinnati, very well liked, very well respected. I wouldn't say a leader, but has those qualities if he was a starter. Yeah, if he when he speaks, I think people listen. So if we're going to roll our eyes at Samaj P Ryan, no disrespect to him calling a team meeting, you better sure as hell roll your eyes if Latavius Murray's doing it. It it is, having said all of that, I think it's very clear for me that the Broncos will have to play their best football game of the season to win this tonight. I think that the the Bills are a tough out in that building anyway where they're unbeaten this season. They are five and four, but they haven't lost at home. There is certainly desperation in their situation right now. But the Broncos, it it's what four weeks ago, I think I said to you, I don't see a path for the Broncos right. to beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Yep. I see a path for the Broncos to win this football game tonight. Right. So we'll go, we'll see. Coming up after the break, Nathaniel Hackett was criticized for one big thing early on in his tenure. But for what he was criticized for he at least understood why he was being criticized. Yep. For Deion Sanders, he has no clue why he's being criticized <laughs> for the same problems that Nathaniel Hackett had last year. And honestly, that's a bigger problem. That's a bigger problem. That's next. Looking for a 
Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us from allysports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman this week. Roller Auctions having five auctions with over 3,000 items, including electric bikes, hardwood flooring, contracting tools, police evidence, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, if you need new siding or need new windows, there's only one company you should work with because I've worked with them, and I'm telling you they are amazing, and I'm talking about Paramount Siding and Windows. I needed a couple of new windows. At least I thought I did. Scott came over to the house. He's the head sales guy. He could easily sold me two new windows, and he didn't because all they needed was a little fix. Most companies, if not all companies outside of Paramount, are not going to even take a job where it's that small. They got to get the big job. They don't want to waste their gas money to come out to do a window. Paramount will do that for you, and their integrity is so stinking high. They didn't sell me two new windows. They could have easily done that. Scott did not need to fix it, but he did. Obviously, they're my company for life. They should be everybody's company for life, but think about that for a second, how honest they are. And their pricing is great. They have great product as well. Go to ParamountSidingAndWindows.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Paramount Siding and Windows. Paramount Siding and Windows, it's quality in everything they do. Find them at ParamountSidingAndWindows.com. You know what? I'm tired of saying this, but I'll say it again. We know Deion Sanders is a great recruiter, although he just lost a five-star recruit. And the reason why, according to the recruit, was I don't know how much longer Dion's going to be there. But with that, his clock management is starting to rival Nathaniel Hackett, paging Jerry Rossberg. Five minutes to play in the game. Buffs had a chance at a game-leading field goal. And Sanders called a timeout to ice his own guy. Why they called a timeout, I have no idea. Ended up hurting him later. It sure did. Arizona then tried not to score a touchdown wanting a game-winning field goal. Instead, the Buffs made a tackle near the goal line. Any reasonable person watching would say, let them walk in, give the ball to Shador. They're inside the five. They're going to score. Okay? With that, Sanders said after the game, well, we didn't want to let them score. They're not stupid enough to do that. They they downed the ball. The quarterback ran up the middle and took a knee. I mean, the play before that, the pass play to the one. We're still fighting. Yeah, we're still fighting at that point. Yeah, we still we're still fighting. We're not thinking about letting them score a touchdown at that point uh, because now you you know you're thinking hold them to a field goal because you go down there and get a field goal and you you back in the game you tie the game. So you're not thinking that at that point. No, that's why I asked you. But there was a third and one play earlier in the quarter where you guys threw it instead of running it. What was the decision there to not just run and try to get that first down? On the ground. Um, you've been watching us all season, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you. There is so much wrong in that soundbite that I don't think Deion Sanders, A, understands his own team. He doesn't understand his own team's tendencies. And number two, you're right, Dion. We wanted to hold him to a field goal with no time left on the clock. 
brilliant. His game management has uh, come under understandable fire and question. And it's not just in this game. There's been others. Um, It was disappointing on Saturday because I thought they took a step forward on Saturday. Offense looked balanced. Yes, they really did a nice job in their preparation and in their game plan for that football team. And they were in a position to beat that football team. And so things end up being magnified, as we know, in the last couple of minutes of a game like that when everything is hanging in the balance. And those are two areas right there where you think that Colorado clearly made bad decisions. Let's talk about this third one. The other team knows Colorado's tendencies. Yes. That's what they're paid to know. What you are going to do in certain situations. Clearly, Dion has no idea what his own team's tendencies are on offense. And that is troubling. When he said, and he was asked about third and one, and they decided to pass, he said in a very cavalier, arrogant, condescending way, hey, been watching us all season you know what we have you haven't we have because when it's been third and one or third and two you've been successful 10 times in a row every time you've run the ball running the football 12 or 14 times you picked up the first town with a run play we know your tendencies hey Dion, why don't you and frankly it doesn't matter <laughs> You bring up a great point, and, and it, it doesn't matter. If you're sitting there in a situation where you have and you need, you've got the clock running, and you've got a situation to pick up one yard with two plays, run the ball. Run the ball. Hey, Dion. It doesn't, and it, it, because he's right in a general sense. Yep. Right. They don't run the ball. That's not who they are. But he's wrong in a specific sense that when they've had to do it, this has been a successful running game. That's 10 straight times that they picked up third and one or third and two in the in the ground game. It took a while for Sean. Payton. It took Sean Payton a little while to figure out that this is a much more difficult media market than New Orleans. Hey, Dion. This ain't Jackson State, baby. You're not going to get the two reporters from the small town you're in in Mississippi kissing your ass the entire time. And Denver is not a particularly tough media market in general. I've worked in tough media markets like Chicago. You're getting off easy here. But there are still guys that know what they're seeing. I understand that. There are more of us. Right. And we do understand it's not to suggest people in, you know, Mississippi don't understand football, Mm -hmm. but because you are the only show in town at Jackson State, guys are not going to criticize you because they don't want to lose that type of Well, and it doesn't make any difference. You're beating the hell out of everyone just with talent anyway. Right. Right. So now you're in a situation where you are in a big time conference at a big time program. You've started the season three and oh. And now you're sitting there on the other end of four and six. 
it's uh, there is accountability, and um, and you're going to be questioned, and you're going to be called out on occasion. That's yeah. just the way it is. How you react to that is up to you, and we've seen it. Um, I mean, and Dion's right. I mean, there's there's a lot of and he it, some of his remarks in in post game were interesting and were even. It, they weren't humble by any stretch of the imagination, but but he was correct. But we know that they've improved. We know they're a better football team. Yeah. We we know all of that. Yeah. I don't need to be reminded of that. You know who needs to I get... want to know about why you lost the damn game that you could have won. Well, here's the thing. No one can say with certainty that if Colorado gets the ball back, that Shadour is going to march him down the field. No, you can't. But you're going to have a better chance of that happening if you do let them score a touchdown, than trying to drive the ball down the field with no time left on the clock. It's really your only chance. Even I know that. Yeah, it's really your only chance. Yeah. You know what needs to improve? Talent on the offensive line and your ability to coach and manage a game. That needs to improve. Yeah, no question. That's quite- on you, pal. Yeah, and 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 I will say, and, and I wonder how much, and it's going to be very interesting to A, see what kind of retention rate he has with this roster. B, how what kind of success rate he has in now being able to pick and choose position players in areas where he knows that he needs to improve across the offensive and defensive fronts. How is he going to stack his roster? But I think just as interesting for me is going to be, how does where does this staff shake out? How much of it do they retain? Will it be more difficult to bring people in based on the way that the whole Sean Lewis thing has been handled, for instance? And how much is he listening? Who holds him accountable? Who holds him accountable? Maybe Mike Zimmer. Maybe. Who has his ear? It's probably Mike Zimmer. I would, you would think so, right? Yeah. Here's the problem with Dion as a head coach. He thinks like a player. Mm-hmm. All players want to go for it. Good point. For, all players want to go for it on offense on yep. fourth and five and fourth and one. Doesn't matter where they're at on the field. All players on defense never want to let the other team score. But somebody has to be the adult in the room, look at the clock and say, you know what? I don't want them to score either. But if we're going to have a chance to win the game, we have to let them walk in because they're basically sitting inside the five yard line. They're going to kick a field goal. It's going to be a chip shot extra point. There's not going to be any time left on the clock. Dion, the player, would say, no, I'm going to tackle you before you get into the end zone. That's how players think. Dion Sanders is thinking like a player, not a coach. Wouldn't you have loved to have heard the headset conversation on the third and one and then the and then the subsequent fourth and one? Yeah. You, I mean, I would you, love to have heard you know the what chatter. It, I can tell you what it, it would have said. Hey, we need to run here. Nope. Nope. <laughs> What what was said was maybe we should let him score. And Dion replied, well, do you believe? Do you believe? Oh, stop it. Do you believe? You you always go back to that lowest hey, denominator. Hey, listen, he's the dude who made the victory lap after one game. People remember that, and so do I. Okay? If, you, if Shador Sanders wants to come out and say he's a combination of Tom Brady and Michael Vick, your words won't necessarily be used against you, but those are your words. Do you believe those are your words? 
when you walk up to Arizona State and their student section and show your diamond-encrusted watch. People are going to remember that. If you want to be a showboat, if you want to be a look-at-me guy, that's fine. We will look at you and we will praise you when you're doing well. And we will look at you and criticize you when you make foolish mistakes by not knowing your own team's tendencies and not understanding how to manage the game. You're going to get it both ways. If you want to say, look at me. I am going to be having come from the Big 12 and spending a lot of years and time in the Big 12 and going in and out of stadiums in the Big 12. I'm going to be very interested to see how this, that kind of bravado, arrogance, um, bling flashing, and all of that kind of stuff plays out in that conference. They are going to be going into some of the most hostile places, and I know, and it's underrated. There are people if you if you haven't if you haven't been, you don't know what it's like to go into Ames, Iowa, or Manhattan, Kansas, or Lubbock, Texas, where believe me, they take off all of the gloves. And it'll be very interesting to see how that all plays out. In the Pac-12, with all due respect to the Pac-12. There's some great home fields like Washington and Oregon. Oregon. You walk into UCLA, and they have to tarp off sections. Yes. And it's a totally different world. It just is. It's the only show in town. Right. Because they're small towns. Yeah. Coming up after the break, Nuggets bench, not very good mm. last night. The Avalanche team, terrible. On Saturday, you'll hear Jared Bednar lay into his guys. And you know what? Rightfully so. How much are they missing Gabriel Landeskog? That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions, Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. This week, Roller Auctions is having five auctions, over 3,000 items, including electric bikes, hardwood flooring, contracting tools, police evidence, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to rollerauction.com slash MHS, and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. Okay, Michael Malone, Jared Bednar, not happy with their teams right now following the Nuggets loss yesterday to the Houston Rockets. Uh, I don't want to say that Michael Malone went off. He was just himself. He said, I can't get this bench going. It is not my job to motivate them. And he's right. He said, I can help them get better, Mm -hmm. but they have to motivate themselves. As for Jared Bednar, he is a guy who's always been candid, but very measured. Even keeled. He went off on Saturday 
after the Avs lost to the Blues 8-2. Piss poor execution. Guys giving up all over the ice, not doing... Like, I mean, okay, you're at 5, what is it, 5-1, and we're still trying to, like, tic-tac-toe pass in the phone booth at their blue line. That's just not, like, to hope to maybe get a scoring chance. You want to just kick it in below the goal line and go to work. So we give up, what, two or three more grade-A scoring chances on breakaways and... Turno, how many breakaways do they have in the third period? Three? Two of them end up in the back of our net. I mean, seriously? They're all from just like little turnovers at the blue line. We get it back. One of them we got back, I think, was three or four times. Everything's tightened up, it's broken down. There's no rush attack option. We're still going to try to make like what, three foot passes to when guys are right in the area trying to check us? It's like ridiculous. Mm, yikes. I didn't watch the game. You didn't miss much. I was getting notifications, obviously. Yeah. And my phone kept dinging, and I'm looking. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Well, I St. Think, Louis just scored again. I think they just scored again. I think I think they no, did. No, I mean, as of right now. I mean, seriously. This morning, they just they scored another goal, I, I think, at 6.54 this morning. I think the score is up to 23-4 to four now. <laughs> so, anyway, um, they've got problems between the pipes yep. and between the ears in the pipes at yep. this point. Yep. Real issues. Um, but... The lack of pushback on this team is concerning at this point. I mean, when they get into games, especially, I, I think I put looked at this yesterday. I think they've been outscored 27 to 4 on the road or something like that. Now, they were playing at home, right? But Or in their losses. I think it's 27 to 4 or something like that in their five losses. It's like they got they got nothing. They got they got no pushback once they get down. There is no determination to get back in this thing. And I realize that there is a fair amount of new faces trying to find the right places, the right chemistry, the right cohesion, the understanding of how it's done here and that's incumbent upon Jared Bednar to impose his will. I mean, he's, he's got to get that stamp on this team quickly, but my God, for a team that started six and zero in the last seven games, they're amongst the dregs in the NHL. They have a lot of veteran leaders Mm. in that locker room, Mm. but they don't have a Gabriel Landis. Here we go. Yep. This is the low. And this is the, this is kind of the low-hanging fruit around town right now, and I get it. And it, and it's a worthwhile conversation to have. Here's the thing about a captaincy in hockey. If your captain is injured, you don't slop a C on somebody else's no. sweater. I'm not saying they should do that because I don't know if Landis Gog is going to play this year, but I, I'm surprised that I hate to put it this way, he's he's the best player on the team, arguably. Talking about McKinnon, yeah. he's the firecracker. I'm surprised that he is not getting into his guys, his own guys. And where's Kale McCarr? He, he, he's old enough in this league to be a leader on this team. And, and in some ways, he is. You have two, you have three of the top ten players in hockey, mm-hmm. arguably, on your roster. And you're losing eight to two? Yeah. And seven nothing? And back-to-back, 4 nothing shutout? I mean, I mean everyone, you know, come on. I mean, I understand everyone's excited about beating New Jersey, 
But what happened in the next game? Yeah. No continuity. No. And, and no accountability. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? The Nuggets fell on Houston last night. We'll discuss some of the issues with their bench and also get into the Big Ten suspending Jim Harbaugh for the rest of the regular season. That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. This week, Roller Auctions, they're having five auctions this week. Over 3,000 items including electric bikes, hardwood flooring, contracting tools, police evidence, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. I don't get the concept of electric bikes. Why? Just get you someplace faster. It's an electric bike. It's a bike. I mean, you're not bicycling. Right, but it's also a mode of transportation, too. Just go get yourself a Vespa. Okay. I mean, you know, I mean, you aren't... You're not getting anything out of a of an electric bike. What you are insinuating is a bike is meant for exercise. But on the flip side, a bike is also a vehicle of transportation. Mm, well, I'd be careful in this city driving an electric bike around as a mode of transportation. I'll tell you this. If you want to see people biking all the time, head on over to Amsterdam. Well, well okay. And, now that- and that place is so loaded with bikes. I don't know. How there are not fifty bike accidents. Well, you got to get through the blue light district somehow. It's a red light district. It's called the blue light. Why blue? I don't know. Well, it's, it's actually called the red light district, but I digress. Okay. All right. Not that I would know. Yeah. Being there three times. The red light. Not the red light, but Amsterdam. Time but now. yeah, but everybody in Europe rides bikes in in those towns. There, yeah, it is prevalent. Yeah. There, I mean, it's like one bicycle after the next. It's cool. Yeah. And they're not like they're not like 10-speed bicycles. They're like you're a starter bike. Yeah. With no, right. with, with no right. gears. No gears. <laughs> Time now for the final word. The final word. Or breaks. Word. Right. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Alrighty, just in case you missed it, the Nuggets dropped their second game of the year last night in Houston, 107-104, and are now 8-2. Man, the bench really struggled in the loss, scoring only eight points, six of them coming from Colin Gillespie. A former Nugget Jeff Green came up big down the stretch for the Rockets. How concerning is the lack of production from Denver's second unit? It's expected. It's not yep. concerning. I mean, you, you, 
what do you at this point? It's the biggest question. There are going to be nights when that bench is great. There are going to be nights like last night where they were invisible. But you got to develop it, and that's probably the biggest thing that Michael Malone has on his plate this year, figuring out that that second group. And then they're being hurt by the fact that Reggie Jackson is now starting, essentially, and so he can't be as much on the floor uh, with that second group as he normally would be. But this is going to be a... This is going to be a growing pains kind of thing for the Nuggets for really probably the whole first half of the season or even beyond it. They have 72 games to figure out the bench. Now, to your point about Reggie Jackson, I understand he's playing with the starting lineup Mm -hmm. now, but the bigger loss is Jamal Murray not playing with the second unit for X number of minutes. Right. That's the bigger concern. I can understand why Peyton Watson's struggling. I can understand why Strother is struggling. Even Najee, who has barely played. Christian Brown hasn't been great. There we go. Christian Brown was a big part Mm -hmm. of that championship run. He needs to do better than 14 minutes, zero points, and minus 11. More should be expected out of him. Just in case you missed it, the Big Ten suspended Jim Harbaugh from coaching in Michigan's final three regular season games, uh, but Michigan still beat number 10 Penn State 24-15 using their rushing attack uh, to beat the Nittany Lions up in Happy Valley. Interim head coach Sharon Moore had a very emotional interview following the win. Uh, What are your thoughts on the suspension of Harbaugh and the win? Oh, you mean the suspension that essentially will be over because of an injunction later this week and he'll be on the sideline coaching them against Maryland? Please. This is... Good. You got your window dressing taken care of for a game. Uh, We'll see how it all plays out from here. Oh, and by the way, is Penn State... Penn State, to me, is so overrated because of their lack of offense. If you want to, I have a suggestion to all parents with kids under the age of two. If you want to get your kid into bed, and put them to sleep quickly. Just do a mashup of that Penn State offense. Unreal. And that and and your kid will be out for the night watching that offense because they will so be so bored it will put them to sleep. The Iowa offense wants their ball back. I mean, <laughs> it's I, I swear. By the way, that game finished on the under. It did finish on the, the over under was zero. Uh, yep. The over under was twenty eight. Thank you, Iowa defense. Well, their defense is very good. Pitch to shut. Well, that's why they're what? Seven and what are they? Seven and two? And they're headed towards right now, as of right now, the Big Ten Championship. And you know what? Good for them. I mean, they are offensively challenged. They know their limitations. They're good on special teams, and they're ungodly on defense. My God, they're good. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk into any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. Also, if you're looking to redesign your entire kitchen, they have a staff that can help you do that. Just go to one of their locations like in Louisville or Littleton. They have a staff ready to go. They have all different types of kitchen setups. You walk in there, you're like, man, I would love to have a kitchen like that. Mm. At a big box store, and I'm not even trying to knock on them, well, they can sell you a refrigerator. They can sell you a stove. That's it. But if you want to go with experts, Something to fit your budget. You want something high-end? They know their stuff. That's where you want to go. And don't forget about their Black Friday sale as well. Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. Find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break. 
Sean Payton did something leading up to this game that he had done in New Orleans multiple times. It's just no one in New Orleans ever asked him about it. The media here is so darn smart. Oh, the media here is very, and I'm, and I mean that sincerely, is at least observant. The media here is better and even harder on Sean than they were in New Orleans. Why did Sean Payton compliment the media over something that he did that could unify this team heading into tonight's game in Buffalo? That's next.